Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. Today's episode covers the In the Weeds categories for Part 6. These are the character statistics, looking at who's on screen, for how much time, etc. But also to start with, what order do these scenes actually take place in? Because that isn't always necessarily the order they unfold in on screen. And uh, after we do uh, these other categories, we will also talk about coffee pine donuts, of course, because you can't have a Twin Peaks discussion without that. One thing I do want to note with the characters, obviously every week I have a quote from that particular character. I've been doing that uh, all along in Lost in Twin Peaks, did in season one, Firewalk with me. I actually forgot to do it for parts one and two initially, and I went back and added uh, the quotes of the characters. I'm talking about when I do the rankings and I have like a quote for each character just to kind of bring it alive so it's not just a dry recitation of who's got what screen time in the episode. And uh, I, I did go back, as I said, and do that for parts one, two. So if you listened to it initially and you didn't hear that, you can check out the episode now and uh, you can hear those uh, quotes of, you know, Mr. C and Hastings and uh, Mackley and all those other characters who were so huge in parts one and two and we didn't see again or haven't seen much of since. Here's the order of events that seems to make sense for this episode. On Monday, September 26, we see Miriam, Richard, and Carl intersect around the hit and run in Twin Peaks. The police find Dougie's license plate, and Dougie goes home that night, Dougie Cooper, and studies the case files. And uh, also, Albert finds Diane that night, even though that's a lot of fast plane work from South Dakota, or from Philadelphia in the morning to South Dakota in the afternoon to then the East Coast that evening. But I guess the FBI can book those, those flights or something. <laughs> I don't know, but he has to get to see Diane and then back to Philadelphia the next day. So maybe she does live in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know. Tuesday, September 27th, we see Dougie Cooper going back to his office and uh, meeting with Bushnell. We also see the rest of the assassination plot unwind, the unfolding from finding out that the car didn't kill him to uh, the, uh, the Ike being hired and killing Lorraine and all of that stuff, and Duncan getting the message, so that, that, that sets that in motion. And Tuesday is also the day that Hawk finds the diary pages in the door. And also on Tuesday, we have Janie confronting the debt collectors and uh, Doris arguing again with Frank. And I would put this on a Tuesday, whereas I would put the other scene on a Monday because she's wearing different clothing. This is the interesting thing about these uh, determining these orders of events. The characters show up in different costumes which suggests there was a script supervisor on set looking at costumes saying, this is this day, this is that. And then Lynch mixes it all up in editing, which is very, very interesting. So there's like an order that then gets disordered versus just a disorder from the outset, which makes sense. You're shooting this narrative story. You need to have some sense of chronology. And yet he plays with it. And uh, I don't know. This is to me, one of the more fun parts of season three, actually is uh, figuring out this Again, this order beneath the disorder, which I think uh, we, we could get into a whole discussion of that in regards to Lynch. I think Martha Nockhamson has written about this pretty interestingly. Moving on to the characters. The only characters introduced in this episode are Diane, Miriam, Mickey, Ike, Tommy and Jimmy, the deck collectors, and another band, Sharon Von Etten in this case. There's only one character reintroduced in this episode, and that's Carl Rod. Six entries after his last appearance in Firewalk with me, when he was explaining the inhabitants and the events of his old trailer park to Cooper. However, we do get our first good look at Heidi, uh, who briefly passed through a previous episode. 
Diane and Carl are really the big return debuts in this episode. They have a very complex relationship to the show. Of course, Diane was introduced in the pilot as a concept, as this person that uh, Cooper's sending all his tapes to. But over 30 episodes, we never see her. And then finally, six episodes into the return, we officially meet her. Six entries after she was last addressed in Firewalk with me, when Cooper guessed what she'd changed in her office while standing in her doorway. Of course, this is the first time we're actually seeing her, but her presence as a character in this world, that was the last time. Uh, chronologically, in terms of the story, the last time we had any reference to Diane was when Cooper was telling her about Annie Blackburn in his last tape-recorded message to her in episode 28. And then with Carl Rod, he was a Twin Peaks character who was only in the film. He was never on the series. He wasn't even a, a Twin Peaks community member in the film. He was a part of Deer Meadow, this other town across the state. So obviously they bent over backwards to get him into this and make him a official character on the show. So this is actually his series debut in this episode, which is kind of cool to think about. So both of these characters are kind of new, kind of not, and both are two of the greatest characters in Twin Peaks, in my opinion. For the character rankings in this episode, number 10 is Hawk with about two minutes. He's the ladies' room, Chad. Number nine is Ike with about two minutes. Oh, no. Number eight is Sunny Jim with about two minutes. I already brushed my teeth. Number seven is uh, the band Sharon Van Etten with two minutes. Number six is Bushnell with four minutes. It's certainly given me a lot to think about. Number five is Carl with five minutes. Fucking government. Number four is Red with about six minutes. Did you ever see the movie The King and I? Number three is Richard with eight minutes. Don't call me kid. So this is a big episode. This is kind of where he becomes more established as a character. We've met him as this strange, creepy, edgy figure, but now we're seeing his uh, weaknesses, his... his uh, a fuller picture of who he is as a person, I think. Number two is Janie E with nine minutes. We are the 99 percenters, and we are shit on enough, and we are certainly not going to be shit on by the likes of you. And number one is Cooper with 21 minutes. Jade, give two rides. And this time, it's all Dougie Cooper. No Mr. C, no nobody else. This is Janie E's first time topping the supporting cast. In terms of successive episodes with prominent screen time, who's on a hot streak? No character who had over five minutes in Part 5 carries over into Part 6, except for Cooper, who's been above the threshold in every Twin Peaks entry so far. For Coffee, Pie, and Donuts this week, we find out that Miriam loves pie at the Double R Diner, and Heidi and Shelley want to buy her some the next time she comes in. Miriam also takes two coffees, one for her and one for one of the moms of her students, so showing her generosity through coffee, that prize currency in the Lynch verse. And she has those coffees in her hand as Richard drives by. Carl is also drinking double R to go coffee. It's interesting in this show, just reflective of the rise of Starbucks and those uh, sort of coffee places in general, that everyone always has these paper cups, these tall paper uh, white cups of coffee from the double R to go, instead of drinking out of the ceramic mugs or whatever that they mostly drink out of in the old series. Now, it's not always the case they are drinking out of mugs in certain scenarios but even in vegas too where they have the place down in the lobby where they get the coffee from they're always drinking coffee that way and i do think that's a conscious decision reflective of the passage of time since the original show that's it for this episode please rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts you can become a patron on patreon.com slash lost in the movies tomorrow we will conclude this week of part five with my archive my previous work on this particular episode 